Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Weekly Report. It's time to tell Biden we say no to nuclear war. Last week, the New York Times ran a shocking article claiming that the U.S. intelligence community believes the Ukrainian government to be responsible for the August attack that killed Daria Dugina, the daughter of a prominent Russian philosopher. Surely the established narrative that Ukraine is a model Western democracy standing strong for our shared values against an aggressive Russian invader is damaged with reporting that Kiev conducted an Al-Qaeda-style attack on an innocent civilian inside Russia. The murder of Dugina was a textbook definition of terrorism, which is the use of violence or the threat of violence, especially against civilians in the pursuit of political goals. Just over a month later, the Nord Stream pipelines were blown up, seemingly ending, at least in the near term, the possibility that Germany may find a way to save its economy by mending fences with its main energy supplier. A leading Polish politician thanked the U.S. for doing the job. Then, over the weekend, the bridge connecting mainland Russia to Crimea was bombed, killing at least six civilians and leaving part of the bridge underwater. Traffic was restored hours after the attack, but Russian President Vladimir Putin placed the blame on Ukraine's intelligence service. We all know that Ukraine relies on its U.S. masters so we can assume the U.S. provided the intelligence allowing the targeting of the bridge. There is a pattern here. More and more brazen attacks are being launched against Russia, and Washington is doing little to hide U.S. fingerprints. Why? The Biden administration seems to be moving us closer to nuclear war over Ukraine, and Biden himself seems to know it. Last week, he said, Putin is not joking when he talks about potential use of tactical nuclear weapons or biological or chemical weapons. For the first time since the Cuban crisis, we have a direct threat of the use of nuclear weapons if, in fact, things continue down the path they are going. So the question is, if he knows that his proxy war against Russia is moving us closer to the unthinkable nuclear annihilation, why does his administration persist in crossing red line after red line? Normally, foreign policy action should be weighed on a cost-benefit basis. Will the adoption of one particular policy benefit the United States more than the risks involved? In this case, there is absolutely nothing on the positive side of the ledger. Will the security and prosperity of the United States benefit more from regime change in Russia than it would suffer should a nuclear war break out? It doesn't seem all that hard. No. So what's going on here? Why does the U.S. administration, with the support of most Republicans in Congress, continue to send tens of billions of dollars in military aid and move us toward nuclear war over a conflict that has nothing at all to do with the United States. The time to end U.S. participation in this war 
is yesterday. And if it takes millions of Americans in the streets peacefully protesting while demanding that their representatives stop this madness, then bring it on. Tomorrow may be too late. Thanks for listening.